Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Incredible. Awesome. Um, let's do it. Podcast starts now. Podcast starts now. Hello, world from uh, China to San Antonio. Wow. Why'd you pick those two? Um, I thought, what are the two um, most opposite spaces? I mean, already, I don't love it. And here's why. Because for you to mention China as a country, but then when you go to the United States, go specific. It's like there's a bias there. Well, you know, and I never claim to be an unbiased podcaster. I, I feel like I've said from the very beginning, you know, I have a bias and I'm, you know, I mostly... I, I bring a local perspective and local, mm-hmm. by local, I mean the United specific States. Specific to America. San Antonio. <laughs> I bring a this San is- I bring a San Antonio perspective that is specific to San Antonio and to me. This is, I would say, one of the top 25 San Antonio-based comedy podcasts. You know, people in San Antonio, we can't even go there anymore because we'll try to go to Walmart or something and we'll get stormed. Right. And when I say San Antonio-based, we've never been there. But (laughs) it is a San Antonio-based podcast. It's like how, like, um, what was that show, like, According to Chris or whatever, got really, really popular in Brazil? Uh, and so the people that are actors on that show are like mega stars in Brazil, but here they're like 
sort of normal whatever actors. That's how huh. we are in San Antonio. Right, but in the opposite way because everyone hates us. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're the villains. The villains that they the people they love to hate. Yeah. Um, Would you say China is the San Antonio of the East? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm prepared to speak on that topic. Um wow. I'm going to if I had to guess I'd say absolutely not. That makes no sense. It feels like a huge jump. Right, uh, right. It feels like a leap. Yeah, but you know, if if you want to sort of make that No, this isn't about me. Well, it, it is. You're you the one to... who brought China and San Antonio into it. Well, that's because I'm just trying to figure out where that came from. <laughs> I just, you know, I just thought, what's a place that is far away from here? And I and landed on San China. Antonio. Well, I thought of both. Right. They're equidistantly far away from here. If you could travel to China or San Antonio for Thanksgiving in the midst of COVID, which would you choose? I would do um, Thanksgiving in China and Black Friday in San Antonio. Nice. <laughs> I would get all those San Antonian deals. Iconic. Um, speaking of, yes. Tell me what what are your big Thanksgiving plans? I'm, I'm sure you're you're planning something huge. You always are. Wow, truly <laughs> a mocking tone. I would say <laughs> I would go so far as to say a derisive, just kind of cruel. You're so obsessed with holidays and not to mention big meals. So let's hear what it is, George. <laughs> let's hear what you're um, up to, Martha Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I am meeting my boyfriend's parents for the first time. Whoa. But they live in New York and and no one else will be there. So it's safe. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, so, so, so get your fingers off of that keyboard and close that reddit tab to cancel yeah, me you keyboard warrior all the san antonio youths listening to this <laughs> um uh are you nervous excited scared I'm excited um i do think it's a weird time to be doing anything i'll say it um but 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 i think i'm excited i am i don't know what i'm gonna bring bring that smile baby mm. that's all you can and i think one thing that would really win them over is if you're just completely honest you walk into their apartment and um matthew introduces you i'm yes. sorry i don't know if i'm supposed to say his name it's, or not it's okay i mean at this point cat's out of the bag <laughs> um and you and they say you know their names and you all yeah. hug or whatever and then you say hey Right off the bat, I just want to be completely honest. I want to be completely true. And I need to tell you guys something. I'm gay. And, I, <laughs> and if you don't accept that, well, then that's fine. And I'll walk right out that door. What if I go in and I'm like, does anyone, can I actually have the aux cord? I want to play something. And then I play <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> I think that would be incredible. I think. Uh, and then everyone's like, oh. Okay, yeah, like it's it's fun, you know. Should we maybe switch to something else? And I'm like, like, no, no, it's, it's not. It's about over. to get really good. You you have there are actually multiple episodes. <laughs> are people in? Are people in a hurry? Like, do you have a place to be? Oh my god! You know, the worst thing that ever happened to me was I was in an Uber with industry, mm. and they put on uh -oh. the Hamilton soundtrack in an Uber. They grabbed the aux cord from the Uber driver and put on the Hamilton soundtrack. 
And one, to even be in an Uber and put on anything is insane and and like aggressive and should be illegal. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, you're allowed to, but you're not supposed to. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in an Uber with with kind of an executive, like a TV executive. They took the ox cord, they put on Hamilton, they turn to you and they say, this is what we're looking for. Can you do something like this? (laughs) And of course I said, I said, oh, um, sure. I'll I'll have something to you by next week, I want to say. And that's how you got your job as, as writer and of, creator and creator of <laughs> Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on CBS. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend 2. This time it's a gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's actually so it's honestly a sign of progress that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend 1 was on cable, but Crazy Ex-Girlfriend 2, this time it's a gay guy, is on CBS. Oh, was the first one not on CBS? Is Wait, was it? Okay, listeners, this is the Stradio Lab challenge. I Sandy, want can you fact check? <laughs> Hold on. Sandy, just maybe Stand make by. yourself useful and, and fact check. Well, Sandy, I, didn't, I didn't want to jump in. You're not really in doing because much else. You actually, said, you haven't... Because you said, sit there and shut the fuck up until we introduce you. So I was sitting there. <laughs> Once again, I said, I asked you. and cues. Crazy. Ex. Sandy, it's just like, while we're not riffing, like, just do do the research. Yeah, there's no need to really editorialize. CW, I, I told Which you. Which stands for? CBS. <laughs> <laughs> no, it stands for CBS Women. <laughs> okay, see, that's why I was confused, because I actually always did think that CW was CBS, but like at night. Uh-huh. No, you guys are both wrong. It actually stands for Crazy Weird. Because <laughs> they have all the like crazy weird shows. Yeah, like... Um, like Riverdale. Riverdale, exactly. <laughs> Um, huh. Well, I guess at this point, we might as well bring you in. I mean, hey, when the girl wants to riff, you don't tell her not to. That's what I always say. <laughs> Any other initial or acronym-based humor you want to get off your chest? <laughs> um, well, first, please give it uh Please welcome to the stage. Please welcome please, blah, blah, blah. We don't have our intro quite down yet, Sandy. We've been doing this for about six months. We're still figuring that part out. Um, pl- pl- please um, uh, uh, put on your lab coat. That's that's I mean that's a good one. Please She is the creator and star of the show Three Lazy Beckys. <laughs> Please welcome Sandy Honig. Thank you so much. I do want to say every every time anyone comments anything related to our show, they're always like more like the three busy Karens. <gasps> no. Do they really? Oh my God, yeah. No. They must know that that's like if they've seen you at all, they know that they're being really lame, right? Yeah, they're always like oh, the three, the three busy Karens, <laughs> or those, or it's like a bunch of dudes being like, "Oh, I thought it said the three busty Debras." Damn. To be fair, that's um, genius and funny. Yeah. To be fair, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, actually, sorry, sorry, but spinoff idea: three busty Debras. Three busty Debras. <laughs> I mean, coming to theaters, I, I, that's the movie. That is the movie. Um, I just wrote. I just wrote for something small, and um, which is not impressive. Oh, and just like no. it's fine. I oh, don't no. like it's really hey. nothing. George, um, but, congratulations! No, okay, moving on. <laughs> really, one of the things my the thing I was proudest of getting in is just 
putting someone in a giant breastplate for no reason. Mm. Mm. It is literally the entire visual gag is that someone has giant breasts, like and plastic breasts. what's so breasts. funny about that, George? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, George, what's hilarious about yeah, that? what's so funny about having big tits? Is that funny <laughs> to you? What's next? Thinking having a huge schlong is funny, George? <laughs> Oh, is that so funny? Some people have to live with a giant dick, George. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sorry if I find comedy and truth. Do you find my life laughable? Do you find my body funny, George? No, I find it true, and comedy comes from truth. Any questions? <laughs> Do you think think I should? Oh, the only thing that's funny is aliens and warlocks and witches. No, no, it's about true life. And in true life, there are large breasts everywhere you look. Can I tell you guys um, something? Yes. Sandy brought this up um, and I was with um, some comedy friends um, and I s- was hanging out and I said, you know, but David S. Pumpkins is kind of funny. And, <laughs> and, um, a certain Dan Lakata gave me a look that was <laughs> <laughs> like, as if I would like, he, like he was trying to be polite, but like clearly didn't agree with me and like, was like, and just trying to swallow it. And it was maybe the most embarrassing moment of my life. Wow. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Californians, which I think is the funniest sketch ever created. That that one is certified funny. Okay, it's the one that so is um, David S. Pumpkins. I (laughs) listen. I we'll get Dan Licata on. Maybe we can have a debate. I'm not ready to commit either way on that. Look to each their own. To each their own. Oh, it sucks. Um. So that was my big embarrassing. Do you guys have any embarrassing stories to share? This is a new segment. Um, specifically related to Dan Licata or any? <laughs> yeah. Or David S. Pumpkins. Yeah, or, or David S. Pumpkins. When have you embarrassed yourself in front of David S. Pumpkins or Dan Licata? Hmm. 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 Oh, oh one so time jo- I made a tweet joke about David S. Pumpkins and Bobby Moynihan liked it. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh! I was like, uh oh! <laughs> I'm constantly, you know, afraid because I. Uh, here's where I'm torn. I want to be mean, of course. Right. This is a given. That's what comedy is, yeah. And but I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so that's. Right. And so it's like when I tweet about anyone or anything, they're never supposed to see it, and it's not fair that they might. Well, I had a situation. <gasps> what was your situation? So I moved into a new apartment building. Uh-huh. I don't know the people that live here. Right. Classic. I'm tweeting jokes. Of course. About my upstairs neighbor. What's your job? Well, that's literally, it's your job to observe and make yeah. commentary. Gotta get paid. I made a video. Sure. Of course. It went, you know. It, 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 it went mega numbers. viral. You can say it. It did numbers. Oh, mad, mad, mad respect. A package arrives, like. And I see the that it's from uh, a place that I recognize in Chicago. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting that the people upstairs have gone to this place. So I, I asked my friend who is from Chicago and he said, oh, yeah, I know who they are. I look them up. They follow me on Twitter. <gasps> Whoa. Did they comment on your video? 
Uh, I didn't specifically look, but like they definitely, it wasn't just one. (laughs) And I'll say they've stopped doing the thing. Well, I think that's a really um, cruel and roundabout way to deal with things that unfortunately is effective. Well, I felt really bad because I still hadn't met them. Have you met them yet? I've met one of them. And he was like, you're a comedian, right? And I was like, Oh I also want to stop God. talking about things because it's like, well, if they follow me, they might listen to this. Yeah. Well, and I just want to have- say, guys, I'm really sorry. I literally just thought I was tweeting into the into the ether. Is that the term? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't mean to hurt you. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's just an important reminder, Sandy, that words have consequences. And maybe, you know, it's not all about you. Like, you know, sometimes you have to consider what if you hurt someone's feelings by being an absolute total bitch. No, you're right. I also made another video that I immediately deleted because this was before I found out that my neighbors upstairs um, follow me online. But the guy across the street who has since moved out was playing guitar so loud that like it was like it was unbelievable and it was like during work and everyone on the Zoom could hear it. And I um, filmed a video of me standing outside of their door with a knife. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, I should delete this because they'll like get me arrested. <laughs> God, our past podcast guest, Julia Claire, has a new roommate who is a violin teacher and has been teaching Zoom classes in their living room. Wow. Whoa. Because she claims the Wi-Fi doesn't work well in her room. Huh. That is cruel. Here's what I will say. I have a loud neighbor, and he practices guitar all the time, and it drives me absolutely bonkers. And he's, like, doing experimental shit, too. This isn't your dad's guitar player. Um, and uh, I think that is bad. And when I get mad, I remember, however, that I am a gay alternative comedian forced to make front-facing camera videos. And so I feel as though whatever he is giving to me, I am giving back to him tenfold. It, I, you know, you can never know when I'm going to be screaming and screaming the same thing over and over, you know, maybe trying a song. Why not? We, we all got to, uh, you know, try different things. Yeah. yeah and- I was thinking about, I did a self tape the other day and I was yelling and I was like, this is bad. And then the other thing is that I have, um, I have a new, a new, um, uh, chronic illness and that, that's it's just sort of new to me and one of the newer parts of it is it's like a stomach disorder and i burp really 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 loud all day long whoa and i'm like well there's no way that all of my neighbors aren't hearing me just like just release these it's just burping loudly and then saying really poorly written things yes <laughs> yeah wow huh. Yeah, I was one. We can't. I, I'm going to nip nip industry talk in the bud. Uh, but before I do, I will say that one time I had to. I was reading for something and had to say it was like a bitchy gay, and the line was literally like, "She's fat," and then the other person goes, "No, she's not," and then the, the gay person goes, "She's a four. and like that's the, the joke. <laughs> Here's anyway. I mean, do you have to nip industry talk in the bud? Like, yes, uh, we can talk about it a little. Like, we're like, it's okay. What do you want to talk about? Well, I just want to say that it's insane how bad most writing is. I know. I just think that if they took the time to read the sentence out loud, you can tell when the writer has never read it out loud. 
Yes. Because if yeah. you were to just read the sentence, you would go, this is not natural at all. I know. I recently read something <laughs> that was like, the line was literally like, it, the party's going to be, it was like someone's, they were like going to a party. So then this guy's trying to convince his girl to go to a party. And he's like, it's going to be lit. And then it goes parentheses twerks. Like as though that's twerking is like just something you do, like snapping your fingers. Like it's like he stops twerks and then keeps talking. <sighs> do you remember who twerk. wrote that? Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it was me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote I that. Just, I was about to say who wrote it. And it is it is actually a doozy, but I won't. <laughs> can, you, I, can you go? Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Let's just say she's the daughter of a certain comedic icon. Oh, okay. I know. Um, also, um, I think like to George's point about the like bitchy gay character, though, that is such a like flat thing that is in literally everything that every gay comedian auditions for, like, you know, once a month is like the bitchy gay character on the new stupid show that's going to exist for a month. I know. Give me less. Here's what I want. If we're going to do that, that's fine. I don't mind reading poorly written things. But instead of bitchy gay, give me Aubrey Plaza gay. Mm. We, it, if, we need, there's some subtleties missing. And like, there's so many kinds of bitchy gay and it's so unspecific. And it's like, they truly just also want like, they need like a robot gay actor to just throw in every fucking role because they're all the same and it's so stupid. They need to Frankenstein somebody. I personally get a lot of like, uh, like oversexed crazy friend who's like always named like Frankie. Oh my god, yes. And it's always like, oh, come on, I had a threesome just last night. <laughs> yeah, the condom is still inside me. I haven't taken it out yet. <laughs> I'm so hungover, hung over from getting, I don't know, whatever they say. You can say it. Fucked. I'm getting fucked. I'm hungover oh, from getting fucked. I thought you were going to say fisted. That is probably more what it is. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's a beautiful industry and I love it. And I'm just so happy to tell stories. I I'm love- just happy to be on top. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's okay if I'm on top because of bad work or, or because I've. Oh, oh woo! I'm just going to pause until it leaves. God, really puts things into perspective. The constant barrage of ambulances outside my apartment while we're complaining about poorly written gay characters. Yes. Anyway, the point is, I'm just happy to be wealthy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that element, too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to three busty Debras. Why don't you make them busty? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, Sandy, what is your dream bad role? Um, I would love to be like in a some like horrible big budget movie as like some like just like insane over the top character that then like gets immediately killed. (laughs) Yes. Like you just like, like. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Like the Jurassic Park assistant lady who gets like attacked by like four different dinosaurs. Exactly. Like I would love, it's like you just pop in solely to be killed. 
I love that. That is so. Oh, like Kristen Wiig and Mother. Oh, I didn't now, see that. That was an iconic role. That was her best role. I also famously truly love that movie. Well, so it's definitely it. it's definitely an art pop era. It <laughs> is. <laughs> mother is Mother is a hundred percent Darren Aronofsky's art pop. <laughs> um, it's psychotic. But and you know what? Do you know what is, is Joanne Noah? <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I've um, been really revisiting Joanne this week. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's what the fall is your vibes. Favorite song and why is it Grigio Girls? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I am all about John Wayne. Yes, John Wayne. That baby meow. Yeah. Big swig, toss another bear can. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that line is in the music video, they throw a a beer bottle. <laughs> And they said, the line is, big swig, toss another beer can. They right. said, close enough. They said, close right. enough. Also, that and, video is incredible. Oh, my God. It's the so funny. Amazing. Sam recently showed me that video in his apartment. Unbelievable video. <laughs> all, but, all but made me, all but tied me to a chair in order to <laughs> show it to me. Yeah, I threw a hood over George's head, yeah. drove him over, and <laughs> tied him to my I couch. Like, hey, we're in the middle of a pandemic. He's like, get inside now. <laughs> Watch John Wayne. Um, I think going back to Dream Roll, yes. Dream Bad Roll, mine would be in some sort of Queerest Folk reboot. Hmm. I would love to play the um, Brian character um, because it is, I don't know if, uh, who, who? Me, I don't remember their names. I've seen it, but I don't remember their names. So he's the like hot one. And... Oh, interesting. That's that's the one you would want to play. Huh? <laughs> well, but his line—he's also like one of the worst written ones because all his lines are like, "Yeah, I suck cock." Is that <laughs> a big deal? <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk, but only if you want to fuck. And it's so lazy and good. <laughs> George, what's your dream I role? I really just—I want to play a a. Someone who works in retail and is bitchy. Oh, I mean, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to, but he, but this is all I'm saying. I'm not asking, I, no part of me wants to be a romantic lead. I don't care. I don't want to have a strong, I'm totally happy being like the, the comedic relief. But all I want is rather than bitchy gay that's dumb, bitchy gay who is depressed. Uh-huh. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I want, like, the Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza bitchy gay. I mean, and it makes perfect sense. And here's what I say to you, George. Hey, you go out there, and if you don't see the roles you want, you write them. No, I mean that. I mean that. <laughs> no, I you, mean that. I mean that you open up that computer, and you just let the words flow right out of you, because that is your story to tell. Look, huh. you just got to make your own chat. You, thank you so much, Sandy. <laughs> George, take it from us. <laughs> I hadn't considered writing. Thing. Wait, so you guys write too? I guess I hadn't considered that. I, I just, I kind of live theatrically in my daily life and hope that it'll go somewhere. You, know, you gotta be making your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for, take for example, Broad City. Like that was a yeah. web series. That was a web series. And they <laughs> like, were actually never even on Herald Night. They were not, not on Herald Night. So it's like, that could literally be you. No, it's like they made their own shit. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about like the UC, I was just thinking about this the other day is like all the UCB people that are like, you just got to make your own shit. And then they make their shit. And it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's the worst thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, 
actually, maybe you don't. I know. Well, well they're, 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 they're all like, yeah, you know, Broad City was a web series. And so you know what I made? Broad City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Their intended audience is just like the 10 teachers at UCB. That's it's why also it was like so bad. the reference, and I realize we're doing this now too, but it's like you'll see their web, the, 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 the thing they made, and the joke will be like, this is just like Harold Knight. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is did definitely. You ever, did you ever do UCB? No. Did I say USB? UCB. I No, I didn't do it. Um, you but wish you I said did USB. Stand- yeah, you I wish. Did, I did, you, you wish. wish. You, you fucking USB. know what it's called. No, I do. Sorry, I do know what it's called, but I thought I accidentally had said USB. This is our inside baseball episode of Stradio Lab. And, but I kind of like it. I think it's fun. I think a, an episode of Stradio Lab can be anything. It's a versatile podcast that changes and morphs depending on what we're feeling at the time. Yeah, yeah, true. Some but would we can say it's actually- more outside baseball. Yeah. What do you think of baseball, the sport? <laughs> George, you're going inside baseball again, just a different oh, way. Fuck. I'm sorry. Well, okay. for me, baseball, yeah. I watch it and I go, so it's only interesting when someone messes up. Right. You're watching it and it's like, I th- he throws it, he hits it, he catches it. He throws it, he hits it, he catches it. Mm-hmm. It's only interesting when he throws it, he hits it, he misses it. Right. And then the guy starts running, 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 yeah. and they're all like, I mean, Sandy, I, same. That's how I. That's me when I'm watching a blooper reel. I'm like, wait, it's only funny when he's messing up. Like, <laughs> God, I love a blooper reel. Oh, honey, what? Here's here's what I say. Why don't they make the whole damn movie the blooper I reel? I swear to God, when people are like breaking is hack. I'm like, no, it is so much funnier than whatever bullshit that person was supposed to say. Blooper the movie. Blooper <laughs> the movie. I would watch Blooper. Blooper, okay, here's what the movie Blooper is. It's about a man who maybe got a curse put on him uh, by something that can be worked out. And whenever Blooper is around, everybody around him starts fucking up. Yes, or okay. or or it's like a Truman Show thing where it's like yes. he's trapped inside the blooper reel and he can't have a conversation with anyone because every single time he has a conversation with someone, they start laughing and they're like, can we go again? And he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Wait, Sandy, I did like a fake sort of dumb one and yours is actually like genius and Oscar worthy. That's really, really <laughs> Like I actually feel like that's really smart. Like, <laughs> Have you guys tried the new designer drug blooper? <laughs> Um, Speaking of designer drugs, let's do the drug of laughing at our first segment. Hmm, Okay, I'll take it. Um, Sandy, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and it is where we ask you a series of rapid-fire A or B questions that are meant to gauge your knowledge of and complicity in straight culture. Are you? Oh, and the one one rule is that you cannot ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Sandy, karaoke night or trivia night? And I can't ask follow-up questions. No, that's a follow-up question. Well, I'm supposed to say what I want. <laughs> you're, you're already. Well, that's, you're, you're, this game is ruined. Dropping. I mean, wait, wait, democracy we, is crumbling as we speak. But can we just? You said okay. So I just want to. You said it's to gauge my. So I'm gonna answer as though what I think straight culture I'm is. Sensing a question coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to – because I'm going to answer 
I'm just letting the listener know that I'm not choosing what I want. I'm choosing what I think st- straight culture is. And okay. Trivia and, night. and Sandy, I'm not, I'm not answering your question, but I will Karaoke say. Night or trivia night? <laughs> trivia night. Okay. Um, Sandy, uh, being off book or being off social media for the week. So please email me if you want to get in touch. Off book. The comedy store or the container store? <laughs> comedy store. Going to Mordor or going to Bergdorf's? <laughs> going to Mordor. <laughs> okay, moleskin or foreskin? Moleskin. Okay, dragons, unicorns, basilisks, griffins, or the perfect man? <laughs> um, I'd say all of the above. Okay, Sandy, spreading your wings or spreading misinformation online? Spreading your wings. Okay, being drawn like one of your French girls or being drawn and quartered? (laughs) (laughs) Being drawn like one of your French girls. Okay, Sandy, Waterloo by ABBA, Waterfalls by TLC, or Watergate by the Nixon administration? (laughs) Waterfalls by TLC. TLC? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and scene. And scene. So um, that was incredible. George, what do you think she got? Sandy, we like to rate our guests on a, on a scale of 1 to 1,000 doves. And I think, despite the many point deductions for asking multiple <laughs> questions, despite being asked repeatedly not to, I'm going to go with a clean 800 doves. Wow. What do I get out of um, a thousand people in a room? You get <laughs> one that believes in you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I love when she does that. I think Me it's too. so funny. She just really, uh, one thing I found about Lady Gaga is she like literally can't talk about anything unless it has happened to her. Like, like <laughs> there was something where she was like, like maybe it was like about like a heel or like some something. And she was like, of course I know this. I was a burlesque dancer in New York City. And everyone's like slipper room. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, yeah. you weren't. Like yes, she I love- performed at the slipper room NYC. <laughs> Wait, did she perform burlesque? <laughs> I don't think so. I think she just was like around burlesque. She literally was a freshman at NYU. Yeah, That's I think the she thing just, like, where it's like, yeah, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a freshman at NYU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I I was carrying my grand piano uptown and downtown and uptown and downtown. I was playing my grand piano in Washington Square Park disguised as an old man. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. I did that for days. <laughs> I paid my dues. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Sandy, let's get right to it, girl. You brought a topic with you, and you have not told us what it is yet. And I think now is the time for the big reveal. Of what the topic is that I believe in straight, Your straight topic that you have brought to us today after so much hard work. Okay. Years of research. My big topic is ketchup. (gasps) Oh. That is such a good topic. That's a really good topic. Thank you. Um, please tell us sort of what led you to that topic. What led you to it? What's straight about it? What is your history with ketchup? 
Where do you see it going? Can ketchup ever not be straight? And answer all those questions in one word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's my word. Um, okay, so ketchup, I just think of the condiment. There's so many yeah, condiments. Right. So true. There's so many of them. Yeah, you, it's a beautiful you know, community. And ketchup is one that it just is what it is. Mm. It's you can't really improve upon it. No. It's uh-uh. like anytime it's not Heinz, honey, that's not ketchup. Do you know what? I, here's the here's the straightest thing about ketchup. It's one of the few things where when it's artisanal, it's worse. Yes. No, exactly. It literally has to be Heinz. When you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, no, this is our own organic ketchup. It's like, I'm like, it tastes disgusting. <laughs> It's like I didn't ask for a marinara. <laughs> yeah, and ketchup, the other thing I would say, it's the most American of the condiments. It's very American. It also implies like kind of a an immaturity or like a lack of like introspection or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like it's what you're taught as a child. <laughs> ketchup implies a lack of introspection. Yes. <laughs> And, like, a lack of, like, looking – yeah, like, not looking inward, not looking to improve. Just being, like, this is what I was given when I was five years old to eat with a hot dog. Right. And this is what I will put on my steak. Well, there's a fear (laughs) there. It's, like, people clinging to their guns in religion. Sure, sure. Yes. Could you imagine they tried to take ketchup away? Exactly. It's – I could totally see that being, like, a fake right-wing talking point. They're trying to take away our ketchup. (laughs) I mean, in the same way that, like, lattes became, like, the liberal symbol, like, ketchup could be the new conservative symbol. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Yeah. Do you have ketchup in your fridge right now? Oh, this is the Sandy Honig ketchup in your frig challenge. Everybody check their fridge. It's a real gotcha moment. Wait, I actually, I would have to, I, weirdly, no, you know what? I do. I do. And you know what? Here's what I will say. I do. And you know what? I also do. And here's here's the thing though. It's like you have to have ketchup in your house and same way you have to have like salt. Like you yeah. never like if you're going to have like a BBQ or <laughs> uh you know, you never know who's going to come over and need some ketchup. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things like often I don't live up to my ideals and mm. I think ketchup having ketchup in your fridge is like, you know, having clothes that were made unethically like Yes, I disagree with it politically, but ultimately, I'll put ketchup on a hot dog. I mean, this is and the same. And you know same... what? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's what's best for a hot dog. Right. Right. That's the. That's ultimately <laughs> what it comes down to. <laughs> this becomes like an extremely right-wing podcast. It's like, look, marriage just is between a man and a woman. Like, if you just, it's just what works. It does make it's more just sense. what works. <laughs> I just, it does seem like all else aside, biologically speaking, <laughs> it does make more sense if there's a man and a woman. Okay. And I'll say I'm ashamed of that I like ketchup and that I like a lot of it. Wow. Whoa. I did not expect that you loved a lot of ketchup when like you came in. If I'm eating fries, I will dunk a roux. Oh, see, I, I'll say it. I'm a mayo with fries gal. And that, well, no, you're and European. So, 
European, yes. Right. People are always I, also like, lo- oh. I also love mayo with fries. I just like yeah. love to just like sog them up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. And here's what I'll say about mayo. People are always like, oh, white people like mayo. It's like, no, it's not because I'm white. It's because I'm a Francophile. <laughs> <laughs> that is so messed up that people it's would assume that about really, you. Yeah, no, it's like, okay, I'm Isabelle Huppert. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, go. You know, you know, you go to a like halal cart and they have white sauce and they have yes. hot sauce. I one time I said, "What's the white sauce?" He said, "Mayonnaise and vinegar." Hmm. Yeah. Really? Yep. I have no idea what I thought it was. I guess I thought it was something a little fancier. Nope, mayonnaise and vinegar. And then I, when I made falafel at home, I put the white sauce on it and I said, <laughs> "I put mayonnaise on my falafel," and I said, "God damn, if that's not good." <laughs> God, I love a mayonnaise. I am not a condiment queen in general. Mm. Uh, you won't find me dipping my fries in anything unless really? there's some sort of uh, chipotle aioli. Uh, like I need a – if it's like a fancy uh, creme, then sure, yeah. I'll dip in it. You'll go a dry fry. I'll do a, a dry, dry fry till the day I die. Wow. I, I love the stuff. Does that mean you're also someone that could eat peanut butter without jelly? Yeah. Which – I didn't know that was a type. I thought that was pretty normal, and but I guess I, uh, it's not. I can eat. You know what I like that feels sophisticated? Piece of toast, peanut butter on top, and then drizzle honey. No, that's a, that's good because that gets, yeah. it gets a little wet. Yeah, it gets it a little wet. <laughs> so, Sandy, you need things wet. Need them wet. Can't do it dry. <laughs> Sandy, have you ever experimented with anything dry? Sandy, I'd love to see you try to eat like a, a peanut. Like that to me is an, an essential dry. I food. can go peanut. I can go. A peanut. salted peanut. A roasted honey roasted peanut. peanut you honey roasted peanut. Ain't nothing like it. Is it? Do you think it's more straight to be wet or dry? I think it's more straight to be dry. I was gonna say yeah. wet. Interesting. Huh. Be- <laughs> because wet and and it's like a there's a little more of a decadence. There's a little more of like a. Like a, I'm treating myself and I'm like being a little sloppy and I and like. that's why you think it's straight? Well, not treating yourself necessarily, but like indulging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, this Sandy, uh, your question, your, this topic brings up another question I feel. And that is which condiments are LGBTQ? Um, yeah. And also you have to pick one of the letters of the acronym. <laughs> Truffle aioli. Bye. Is by. I was gonna say that that oh 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 you're saying okay 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 okay. Um, I would say mustard is lesbian. I was gonna say mustard is lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Mustard. I was is gonna lesbian. say truffle aioli gay. You know what? <laughs> and and actually, you're right. Is a thing. <laughs> actually, you're right. Truffle aioli is the gayest. Right. I'm now. I'm trying to think like. Hot sauce is think, Q. Hot sauce uh, is 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Q. Yeah. <laughs> but here's a, a hard one. Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Straight. That's my instinct too. Yeah, that's straight. Well, it's but so then, masculine. It's so like... Is, that, is honey mustard like... Why? <gasps> no, wait. I've got it. Barbecue no, sauce. Honey mustard straight. Okay, Barbecue fine. sauce is closeted. It's so straight oh. because it's hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. interesting wow well 
Once again, bi erasure is a problem that will persist for generations. <laughs> I think tahini is bisexual. I agree. Oh, there fun. Well, um, that's settled. I see well, we're all avoiding the heavy topic. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't even think of that. Um, okay. Okay. Which <laughs> which condiment is trans? Um. Well, what's left? Oh, what about I'm, like um? Okay, so so re- remaining yeah. uh, condiments could be soy sauce, teriyaki. Sure. Um, a peanut sauce. A peanut sauce. You know, I could see a peanut sauce being trans. I feel like, you know, no. saying a peanut sauce is trans is a, a form of uh, erasure in itself erasure. because we're not letting, you know, a normal a normal condiment for an, a barbecue. We're, we're thinking like so this. this I, I thought about this. I thought about this and you're absolutely right. But my instinct was. Population wise, there are fewer trans people than gay people. So that's why I was going for a more niche condiment. Hmm. Well, you but know, it's not well, you're all canceled. <laughs> I know. No, Sandy got us. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy got us good. I do. I, I want to ask, you know, please write to us at straighterlab at gmail.com with what condiment is the most trans condiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah, and we'll definitely, uh, let that uh, information out next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just want to say on the record that I personally don't feel comfortable weighing in on it just as a, a person who is cis. So, and you know what? I will say the same thing. And th- it might seem like I was struggling to find one to say this whole time, but that's just because I was actually confronting my own privilege. Mm-hmm. And I want to say if anything has come out of my mouth that is weird, it was satire because in this podcast, I'm playing a character that is um, ignorant. Look, yeah, I'm a boundary pushing say, comedian. Yeah. Sometimes I miss. And listen, yeah, I, I <laughs> sometimes I miss. And if anyone disagrees with me or if anyone thinks I said something wrong, then yeah, I will immediately become right wing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can cancel me, but it's only going to make me go on tour faster. Because <laughs> yeah. Then I can do those clubs in Florida, baby. And yeah. I mean, oh, listen, I've been looking for an excuse. Please cancel me. I would love a Netflix special. <laughs> would love a Netflix special. That's and you know what? Yeah, it'll be one hour of condiment material. Fuck you. I honestly, I think our condiment take was uh, fresh. It was new. It was today. It was contemporary. Um, but in a way, it was also throwback. It reminded me of podcasts in like 2012. Yes. Do you remember like food, food-based comedy was such a thing? Like like bacon and eggs. Like I want yeah. all the bacon and eggs. Like mm-hmm. like bacon-based yeah. comedy was Obama really popular. Obama era comedy. The that's the best kind of Obama era comedy. And I'm thinking specifically of Jacqueline Novak's two late night sets. One is yes. about pizza. One is about fries. Genius. If you haven't watched Genius. them, go watch them. Two of the that is to me the highest form of Obama era art. She's a genius. <laughs> She's a genius. To allow yourself because here are your two options under Obama and under Biden. Either go either be corny or be so make such a be so nuanced that you're in fact making the most radical possible statement but while talking about fries. Yeah, it's it's you know it's um making like three rights to make a left. 
Yes. yes. I, for one, just can't wait to, to, for everything to go back to normal. <laughs> yes, exactly, Sandy. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, here's what I want to talk about that's completely related to what Sandy just said and not related to ketchup at all. I am tired of people talking about brunch. I'm tired of people uh, on both sides. I'm yes. tired of brunch-based political commentary. I have so much to say about this. Sandy, where do you stand? Well, as someone that has a TV show that heavily revolves around brunch, I'm sick yeah. of it. Right. <laughs> because our brunch isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And our... Whatever. I hope that we don't get lumped in with that because... I don't know. I, you know I'm not going to assume that you guys have seen the show, but you know, it, it heavily revolves around, it usually starts at a brunch and then they never actually eat brunch, but right. it's not like a brunch with mimosas at a, re- it's, it's like, you know, whatever. It's also just like brunch, like one, you won't get lumped in because your show is iconic, incredible, groundbreaking, fresh, never been seen, never been done. Exactly. It's uh, never been seen. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. No, but, but, but no, brunch as like a yeah. political device is absolutely yeah. driving me bonkers because it's like it's people just it's just a meal as as dinner is a meal and it's like not just every, that every chill out. Not, not just that. I think here's the solution. So brunch has become this signifier of complicity. Like, oh, we're going back to brunch because we're no longer you know, uh, politically engaged. And here, first of all, every time I go to brunch, it is so political. I'm constantly having political conversations. I'm essentially, every time I've gone to brunch, I've unionized with everyone that I'm there eating with. (laughs) Every time I've gone to brunch, I've collectively bargained for uh, the wait staff at that restaurant. Every time I've gone to brunch, I have essentially started a revolution from scratch and overthrown a government. Um, Sometimes those governments are overseas, which can be kind of imperialist, but... Mm. At least I'm doing something. Hey, at least so you're true. So I think the solution is to politicize brunch. I just think, you know, if you hate brunch so much, then make the work week more flexible so we can just have a casual lunch with some friends. And, and I don't there need to put go. my fucking eggs in the brunch basket and yeah. text people to meet up for a damn meal. It is, it is truly... It is like individual choice. It's like libertarian. It's 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 Republican <laughs> to be blaming brunch rather than the system that creates brunch. Thank How you. Would you brunch. Huh. Whew. And now we're really getting into it. I think um, I define personally brunch as uh, just a, a weekend meal that is breakfast-ish between maybe ten and three p.m. 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. I would say oftentimes brunch is lunch. Oftentimes brunch is breakfast. Sometimes yes. you're just going to a restaurant on like to get a food and it's like, yes, this is technically brunch. I do think breakfast food is a part of it. And I also think just going somewhere that has a brunch menu, even if you don't order off of it, that's still brunch. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot, see, that's how I would also define brunch. But I think that a lot of people define it as like when you get like, all your friends together and you all get like trashed right and are like monsters which is how you experience brunch on the waitstaff side of that things. and you know what right right and that is and true. I, that is an important point to make that for waitstaff brunch is an absolute nightmare mm-hmm. but that is in fact why we need to politicize it so we can work towards an ethical brunch 
standard. Because people are going to be eating at that hour no matter what. It's You're a right. harm so They should do model. it ethically. Do it ethically. Everyone's going to have brunch, so don't outlaw it. Make it safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let them have brunch here. Let them yeah. do it out in the open. If they, if you don't, if you can't do it out in the open, who knows? People will start eating raw eggs and get salmonella poisoning at home. It I was gonna. I, I just want you guys to know that I was gonna say something really hack, and then I held my tongue. <gasps> no. Well, unfortunately, now you have to say it. I was gonna say, as Marie Antoinette said, "Let them eat brunch." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is like our like Reese Witherspoon style merch. Like, slap that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's already already like the t-shirt sh- should be like let them eat brunch but in you fact know, ours will say right now as, and i bet you that exists no but ours will say as marie antoinette said let them eat brunch <laughs> that's the full t-shirt i've heard of that's the full t but that's the full t-shirt <gasps> okay you know what i'm googling it oh wait there's an instagram called let them eat brunch well, Sam and I wanted to make merch that said live, laugh, lobotomy, but then it, it turns out it exists when we looked it up. You know, everything's been done. I know. It's weird. There have been like full storylines that we wrote for Deborah's, and then we ended up throwing out just because like it wasn't working. And then I've been watching a TV show and it was like a plot line on another show. And we're just like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's crazy. I kind of think in the same way that like um, Jacqueline Novak talking about food, uh, you go so far in that direction that you're actually doing something fresh and new. I think it, it's all about trying to be extra normal now and not trying to break the mold. And uh, even with your plots and just being like, you know what? Of course it's all been done. I'm not going to do something brand new. I'm going to oh, do okay. something old and I'm going to mm-hmm. do it better. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder if we're even past that and the pendulum is now swinging in the other direction. Like I feel like we have been anti uh originality for so long that now almost it's time for people to be original again have we been anti-originality well everything's the same but i don't know if that's on purpose huh (laughs) i feel like everyone pitches everything like this finally shows this and it's like yeah i've seen a bitchy gay guy working retail before this isn't groundbreaking (laughs) Well, it's like the same type of humor just done by different people. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? That's the Yeah. Thing. Well, it is important to make girls in at least 17 different ways before we abandon that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sandy, um, who yeah. do you hate? <laughs> who do I hate? Yeah, go yeah, on. Name uh, names. You have 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was just trying to think of a toxic topic to bring up. Um, but here's what I... But HBO's Girls is like... Okay. Yeah. Is this going to be another David S. Pumpkins moment? HBO's Girls is good. It's good. It's like one of my favorite shows. I... <laughs> Sandy's like, no. Sandy's Dan Lacotting me. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I watched the first two seasons because I was watching it with like a group of friends. I personally just never really related to it, but I can get why people would have liked it. Sure, sure, sure. So you're calling me stupid? Yeah. (laughs) Got it, got it, got it. Stupid loser. (laughs) 
it's just crazy because it's like they went to a party in Bushwick and I went to a party in Bushwick. And that's why I like it, to be fair. I don't and think it like, has any artistic merit, but every time I see it, I'm like, I've been on that block. I've been on that restaurant. I've been on that That's actually that. There was one joke from one episode that I think about a lot and that my brother and I joke about a lot. What? Was, to my knowledge, the only joke that was ever on the show. But wow. it was... And that's not a judgment. I just think it was a different kind of humor. Sure. But they're in the last out. in the last episode of the first season, Lena Dunham, I guess, has been like really sick. And like, I don't remember who comes over and she's like, oh, sorry. I've just been like so sick for the last week. So sorry if I look like scary thin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. It was really funny. Uh, I mean, it's a good show. It's a good show. I'm not going to argue about this. <laughs> I really Come- liked the um, the Shoshana character. Yeah, no, me too. I thought I she was great. really, really funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's God. I am glad we are past that like cultural conversation. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. You, you know what cultural conversation we never got past. Which one? The one where um, Trump is La La Land. Yes. <laughs> Sandy, do you think Trump is La La Land? <laughs> Sandy's walking away. She's. You know she's... what? I do think Trump is La La Land because, you know, sometimes you think someone has good taste and then they're like, I actually liked La La Land. <laughs> it's so much more common than you would think. Trump is La La Land. But that whole conversation was like, I can't believe it happened when La La Land cam- came out. And then it resurfaced in this new election with the like, like there was like moonlight, moonlight is Biden and it's like coming, uh, announcing Trump. And then it's actually moonlight. And I was like, this La La did that on purpose, by the way. That's a good question. I think I, they did actually. I'm, really, a, I'm a truther I, on that. Okay. I, I don't think I'm a truther. So you're How a falser. You Here's the what I think happened. Here's the what I think happened. Award. Okay, the one no, here's award. The one. No, Sandy, stop it. Okay. I read I, something I about it. I don't have an opinion and I don't know where I stand on it. I'm just saying, how do you mess that up? So it was, who was it? Warren Beatty? No. Yes. Ancient. Warren Beatty. Ancient. Um, right. He's literally <laughs> 97,000 years old. Looks and incredible. So, he does look amazing. Um, handsome guy. And that, uh, and yes, sure. Um, <laughs> but it was him and um, who else? Um, Faye Dunaway. Dunaway, right? Yeah, I remember sure. because everyone was was tagging Bowen. It was oh, Bonnie right. and Clyde. <laughs> how? Wait, really quick. How does he get away with that? That his Happy name right. is Faye Dunaway on Instagram and he's verified. How does he get away with that? Wait, that's a really good question. I think at this point, it's like grandfathered in. Right. Yeah, he's also not trying to be her. Because right, right. He's he, not impersonating her. His profile pic is him and... He's repurposing it as a joke. Right. But you're you're mad because you got kicked off for um, impersonating oh. someone? Yeah, and I'm still banned. <laughs> Are you still banned? I'm still banned. I'm the only person who's still no Cole is still banned, but me and Cole are the only ones. Everyone else has gotten their accounts back. Can I ask you something? Who are you impersonating again? Ivanka Trump. 
<laughs> okay, what? wait, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about if it's a Warren Buffett got the card Warren and it was To be fair, if you had not reacted to that, I would have been like, Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Warren Buffett. Warren Beatty got the card and it was accidentally the card of the previous winner, which had been Emma Stone. So the uh, card said Emma Stone La La Land. And because he's like old and was just like, I don't, it says La La Land, I guess La La Land. So you can see him pause because he's like, this doesn't seem right. But then he's like, well, I'll just say the name of the movie. So he says La La Land. Then they are like, oh my God, that was the wrong envelope. So they bring in the right one. I think... A genius producer did it to get the ratings up, 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 up. I'm talking YouTube clicks, baby. They're going to have more viewers than they've ever had before. And that producer should get promoted. You know why? Because chaos is fun to watch. Yeah. Wow. I I um, remember the at the Oscars this year, which is crazy that that was this year, when Parasite won, I was with Io Adebri. And she said that means Bernie's gonna win. Yeah, and, and you we know, were so excited, and we were like, "This yeah. means Bernie." I'm said that about um, Chromatica. Yeah, I I said that about Stupid Love, and I said it on Twitter when uh, Parasite won, and uh, it's um, you know, I was very wrong. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, what high for- hopes to start? Did you guys have really high hopes at the beginning of this year? Were you like, "This is gonna be the year"? I Not really did. Famously, Ayo and I got dinner in January. We were both having kind of like a bad week. And we said to one another, I swear to God, this is true. We were like, you know what? I have a feeling things will start turning around in March. We literally, and then we kept throughout January and February texting each other, like encouraging, like in an encouraging way, being like March heart, like March exclamation point heart. Like every time something would go bad, we'd be like, March is coming and that's when things are going to turn around. I swear to God. And then we <sighs> basically manifested this. And, you... and it's like, how could we have known? But I just right. like, when I think back to the things that I thought at the beginning of the year, I'm like, I how know. could I have been so stupid? But it's like, how could I have known? I was so optimistic. So, so, so optimistic. This is genuinely like bumming me out. Cause I blocked all of that out. And just to, in order to try to accept Sorry. everything, <laughs> I remember feeling like, Truly like, wow, things are good. Things are going to be good. Like that, you can, yeah, you can hear it on the damn pod. I Because I recorded well before uh, COVID was a real danger. And you can hear the excitement in my voice and it's psychotic and sad. It's so it's, sad. We all you know like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Do you remember when literally... <laughs> I remember when, like, on last week's tonight, they had the thing that was like, goodbye, 2016, and they, like, burned the <clears throat> burned the numbers 2016? Mm-hmm. How, I don't like, remember that. Uh, I just can't with people being like, can 2020 be over already? Like, know, as in, like, like, January 1st, 2021, right. it'll be like, okay, back to business as usual. I <laughs> know. Can 2020 be over so we can get into the second wave already? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, sad Sad vibes vibes. for real. I mean, Uh, dismal vibes, (laughs) darkness vibes. 
I'm feeling a pressure in my chest vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What do you think? Sorry. What do you think like what will be the first major work of art about COVID? Um, probably that um, TV show that came out. That <laughs> no. Was called, that was called Love in the Time of Corona. And it was just like about like a bunch of different love stories that came out that were all just like different little love stories about what it's like to be in love during this crazy times. Uh, the predictable. I obviously did not watch that, but I can, I get angry just imagining the storylines on that show. It's like, one of them, it's like, they've only been on one date, but now they're quarantining together, you know? And then another one is like celebrating grandma's birthday remotely. <sighs> um, I feel like uh, the same way I kind of I feel about brunch. I feel about like people talking about pandemic art where it's like somebody's going to do it well. Like, don't like eye roll oh, I agree. in oh, general. Wait, actually, you know I do what agree I, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna. I just wanted to say I agree with with you, Sam, and I fell into that trap too, and I regret falling into it. Like in the beginning, being like, "Please, no one write about this." And it's like, <laughs> no, yeah, people should write about it. It's like this is a deeply big, traumatic. People are going to write event. About it. Just, but I will say, it took. I mean, I don't want to compare it to nine eleven, but like to compare it to like a traumatic event that happened in our childhood. There is a lot of bad 9-11 art, and there is some totally. good 9-11 art. And I do think There's it'll take a, a few tries. There's a lot of bad 9-11 I mean, America's Next Top Model. Most uh, people are just trying to, like, profit as quickly as possible, and that's why it's bad. Yes, I agree. I and will none say of it, has, it has been a good piece of COVID art that I've seen, which was... Circle Jerk? Huh? Never mind, go on. Well, I'm afraid to say it because if you haven't seen it, then it's a spoiler that I say that it involves it because it doesn't come in till like halfway through. Whoa. Wait, I was I just said Circle Jerk because that was this like virtual play that everyone really liked that was like produced during COVID. But wait, is it a TV show? It was a movie that came out recently. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> I know what you're talking about too. But it's like for the listener, if they haven't seen it, sure, I don't sure, you don't sure, want to spoil sure. it. it I, I was really like, whoa. I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. No, I was surprised too. I don't, I didn't like it as much as everyone else liked it. I know, it. me too. And I'm, I, I wish I had. I loved it, thought it was real. But also I watched it in like a backyard with a group of people, which felt oh, like it fun. was like a cinema. I think that if yeah. it, I think that it, if it had like a proper theater release, everyone would have been like. I, I, I kind of agree with that. I kind of agree. With that. I mean, I do think I've watched a few newer movies and I do. It's just it's not the same. Also. Also, I watched. Have you watched what the Constitution means to me? No. no that? It was like this huge, huge hit in the theater. And I and I guess it just came out on Amazon. A Broadway theater, the live theater. Yes, the live. Sorry, sorry. It was the. It's a one woman show. It's like Nanette, but about the Constitution. Um, okay, are you <laughs> okay <laughs> Sandy's all ears. <laughs> what okay, if Nanette? Get this. Get this. Oh, Nanette, but it's not the Constitution. Nanette meets Hamilton. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally Nanette meets Hamilton, and all these people were raving about it. And I was like, I saw it on Amazon, and I was like, well, maybe I should have seen it in theaters. The the, the Broadway, Broadway theater, listeners. George Broadway. would never step foot in a, a movie theater. It's for oh, peasants. Oh, no. <laughs> I consider film to be a secondary art. 
Wait, really quick. Back to 9-11 art. Have you guys – I mean, I'm going to say have you ever seen this, and I know the answer is going to be no. Have you guys ever seen the 9-11 movie with Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg? No, Goldberg's? but I know. No. What is it called again? I think it's called, called 9-11, 9/11. or it's called like September 11th. Wait, yes, and it, but it didn't. It wasn't even like one of those movies that was like rushed out after it. It was released like in 2011 or something, ago. right? Yeah, Couple years ago. I saw it in theaters. Oh, it came no. out on September 8th. <laughs> which, like, I get you want to time it with a weekend release, but like, if it's the 9-11 movie. I mean, it, it, is weird to be like, it is weird to be like 9-11 coming out 9-8. <laughs> I mean, they timed the Omen reboot to come out on 666. They can time the 9-11 movie <laughs> to come out on 9-11. But yeah. I believe what happened was it was in theaters for one weekend and then immediately got pulled because it was so bad. Oh, God. I mean, also remember that movie? And this was released like pretty soon after 9-11 that was called like Flight number and then it was like the number of the yes. flight yes, I mean, yes, it's like yes. that is so grim like I to know. literally make a movie that's like st- like interlocking storylines about people that were on the plane it's like what if valentine's day but it's 9-11 yeah oh. what if valentine's, valentine's day everyone movie, is yeah. gonna die <laughs> it's literally like from the producers of new year's Eve and Valentine's Day, and he's just not that into you. Comes 9-11. <laughs> really bad. But in this version, can I just tell you how it opens? Yes, please. Paint a picture. It opens with Whoopi Goldberg goes to get her morning coffee at a diner. They hand her a ceramic mug of coffee. Uh-huh. She leaves with the ceramic mug of coffee, and then there's a shot of her walking through the streets of Manhattan with her open (laughs) mug of coffee that she took from the diner, and it's just open, and she's walking through the streets. Can I say something? Okay. I love that. What if the tagline of that movie was, but first coffee? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The towers are going to fall, but first first coffee. coffee. (laughs) First coffee. (laughs) I think, um, wow. I mean, that's also, um, you know, uh, a nod to Gaga. Do you remember when she walked around with her little teacup all the time? Okay, is this, maybe this is because I went, wait, I, I don't remember that, but I do want to say one thing, and this is maybe because I lived in kind of like a hippie co- co-op when I was in college and it was in California, but did people in college that you, the people that you guys went to college with do the thing where they walked around campus with like a jar of coffee or a jar of yes. tea? I, that was like a, that, I mean, that was 2011 hipsterdom yes. in a nutshell. Yeah. And I definitely thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I did that last year, but only because it was I was in a sublet, and it was the only thing that I had to take coffee to work. And I hate myself so much, and so deeply think I'm worthless that I wouldn't buy a, mm, a thermos. <laughs> mm. I walk around with a, a ceramic mug when I walk Gizmo in the morning. Really? Yeah, it makes me feel like I'm in a little neighborhood. That's cute. cute. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Me, every morning I walk up Fifth Avenue after I get my ceramic (laughs) mug that I steal from the diner. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe they have like a buy one, take, like a like a borrow one, return one policy or something. Here's what they should have done: she should get the mug and then start doing the full scene of Belle saying bonjour to all the village people in Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> and then suddenly the towers fall. <laughs> it's a uh, really incredible movie. I I mean, Stradios, check it out. I think we've got we're gonna have a Stradio Lab Cinema Night um, where we I, you know where we watch just, Chuck and, and Larry and we watch nine yeah. eleven and we watch um, I don't know some French film starring yeah. Kristen well, Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> personal chopper. So Sandy, <laughs> the official film of this podcast is and I pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And then we also recently Sam and I got into an argument about Kristen Stewart because he watched Twilight and I watched watched Personal Shopper. And, and so now we're adding 9-11 to the list of Stradio Lab movies. Okay, good. You guys should make like a – can you make like um, lists on Letterboxd? <laughs> we should. We should. We that should. would be we very funny. We should get on Letterboxd as Stradio Lab and make lists of, of those films. And every movie okay, I watch Have is... you watched a good, bad movie recently? Um. No. I mean like Emily in Paris is kind of what my like good, bad thing that yeah. I'm watching which is not new or fresh. I'm not pretending it's some sort of hot take. or It's just the truth. I didn't watch Emily in Paris. I have to say, I'm proud of myself for not watching it because it is something I would normally watch. I haven't seen it. I ha- see, yeah. I have trouble. I love watching, as Sam knows, really bad sketch videos. Mm-hmm. But I have trouble when it's a really bad, like, fully produced TV show. Yeah. Because I go, think of all the people that we know that work so hard to pitch an actual good idea and it doesn't get picked up. And these people are getting millions of dollars per episode to make garbage that is popular because it's a joke. Yeah. Sandy, you're making me sad again. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This industry is cruel. It really is. Okay, let's do our final segment. I'm sorry, I keep bumming. I I'm, I'm a, a bummer. As no, say. you've been a delight. It's just that the world is a bummer, and you're not afraid to tell it to us. Well, that's the thing about me is I'm not afraid to say it like it is. <laughs> like it is, say it how it is. <laughs> yeah, you'll tell it how it is. That's why you do all those clubs in Florida. That's why you can't be canceled because you never promise to not tell it like it is. Exactly. Facts don't <laughs> care about your feelings, bitch. <laughs> But f- facts don't care about your feelings. But first, coffee. Oh my god! Remember Kofifi? <laughs> okay, honestly, that good- was really funny. I mean, that night was genuinely very Kofifi. funny. Kofifi was like, <laughs> what was it that? Oh my god! Caperland said something that was like, if you're if you don't think Kofifi is funny, you're part of the Probfifi. <laughs> <laughs> No, Kofifi was like one of the best nights on Twitter. And it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like that thing where it's like, it's only bad because of the fans. Like, I know. I when know. like, well, MSNBC is like, ha ha ha. That's when it becomes like, well, you can't laugh at it. You weren't there. You weren't there that right. night on Twitter. I was well, really upset because just... I, I was asleep and I missed it. And I woke up to a text from my mom that said Kofifi. And I was like, <laughs> I thought she was having like a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but instead the president was having a stroke. Good news. Ooh, got him. Um, I do think so much of what people think is funny about Trump is obviously so dark and not, it's like seeing like Alec Baldwin do Trump. Obviously that's not funny. Right. And it's, it's always such a nice temporary bomb when like once every six months, a tiny thing is slightly funny. And I think Kafifi was that. 
Kofifi was funny. Um, him getting COVID was fun. Ted yeah, Cruz liking really the fun. porn was fun. Do you remember that? That? So awesome. that was such a great day. Did you guys see today Rudy Giuliani's like fake hair dye dripping? Yeah, yes. That, that was like, like falling apart. Gray hand painted on face. <laughs> he had the crust on the corner of the mouth. Uh, and somehow what? he didn't get COVID. I know it's weird. I mean, it I is weird. It was just was laying low for a little while. Yeah. Well, he's clearly not laying low. Well, not anymore, but he was potentially. Um, oh, you know what was funny is um, Four Seasons. Four that Seasons of Landscaping. Good. That like, was funny. funny. Okay. This is something that I think a lot of people will disagree with me on, but I think it's really funny that he keeps tweeting, I won the election. Oh, I, <laughs> here's the thing. And, and, and thank you for bringing that up. I do think the week... Now that it's like it might be a coup, then maybe it's less funny. The week, just a week of him after Biden won tweeting that constantly is hilarious. It's like you just did, but you didn't. And it's so funny to be like, I won the election. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also like, God, he had a tweet that was truly the best thing I've ever seen, which is that he was trying to have it like three different kinds of ways. And he was like, this was the most secure election in history because of the trump administration but also the votes are bad because of the democrats so in that way both can be true at the same time like he was just trying to yeah uh, and and yeah and biden shouldn't have won but he did win but like but i won he did win because of misinformation that also is yeah it was a lot well we finally did our trump takedown people have been waiting for years for it our trump takedown is something funny (laughs) Yeah, he's so funny. He's funny. He is. I mean, he truly is so funny. Um, okay, we have to do our final segment. Fine, uh, I feel like we, we've we've you know we've given them an episode. Heck, we've given them Patreon content. I mean, I we don't have a Sandy, Patreon. Sorry, but... are you, do you have a heart now? Me? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, great, great. Well, then we'll do our final segment. Um, Sandy, our final segment I have is a heart out. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> I got a hard on for that question, you know what I mean? <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Not even a remotely funny joke. Um, our final segment's called Shout Outs. We give a shout out in the style of sort of like a TRL 2001 type of vibe, shouting out to your squad, um, but with um, something that you're enjoying in theory. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Hmm. George, do you want to do one? Do you have one? I can try. Mine always um, suck, but that's okay. Mine suck. That's literally my thing. Oh, you're right. I'm incredible at this. What's up, listeners? Um, my name's Sam Tiger, and I just want to give a huge shout out to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I think you're so good at skating. I think you flip and twist and grind like nobody else on earth. You are a huge inspiration to me, and I am not good at skateboarding, but I feel as though I'm good at skateboarding because I play your video game, and I have played it since I was a boy, and now I play it as a 31-year-old man. Ooh, yeah. Indie, Misty Flip, Board Slide, 50-50. I can get a million points in one combo, and I love you for it. Thank you, Tony Hawk. Woo! Um, Let's do this.
<laughs> What's up, listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to babies. Earlier today, I had lunch with my friend and his new baby, and I kept going off about culture, politics, society, uh, global international implications of things. And she did not make one peep because she could not understand what I was saying. And I thought, if only I was in that stroller instead of her. If only I had perfect, flawless skin and um, just kind of like cute, curly hair. Uh, I would be so much happier. And all I want is to be a baby. Goo goo gaga. Shout out to all my babies of all persuasions, genders, and religions. And Beautiful. that's it for me. Inclusive. Woo! Woo! Okay, what's up, listeners? I want to give a quick shout out to Nail Clippers because every <laughs> once in a while, like this morning, I woke up and I said, oh my God, my nails are too long. And every time I touch something, they bend over and they hurt. Looked down at my feet, they were a little too long. I put my foot in shoes. The nails touch the front of the shoe. You go, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so I get out my nail clippers. I clip my little things right over the trash can. The nails go flying everywhere. I don't pick them up. And I just want to give a quick shout out because now my nails are tight and uh, clean. So thank you. <laughs> and I wow. love that within that shout out, you had a little um, American Idol shout out too, which is so powerful. Oh, uh, that's an overeat dog. Um, well, Sandy, it's been an absolute delight. Um, I think we've, you know, taken down all of Hollywood. We've taken down politics. We've taken we've down up Trump. We've <laughs> <laughs> yes, and in this time, he probably needs it. <laughs> He's probably so depressed right now. I just want to say something. At this point, if you're making fun of Trump, that's punching down. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid take. I love that. <laughs> Um, well, um, George, any final thoughts? You guys, please vote. <laughs> oh. Now is not the time to now. talk about issues. Yeah, just like, don't talk about issues, just vote. And it's so easy to figure out how and where. Just go on the internet and look. It's so easy to figure out where and how, and it's so easy. It only took me eight hours. Yeah, and if you're being voter suppressed, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. If you're being voter suppressed, work harder. Work yeah. wake, harder. Wake up early. Pull yourself up from your bootstraps and go vote on a weekday. If you're getting voter suppressed, ever heard of Broad City? You just have to make your own stuff. Make your own shit. Make your own shit. <laughs> just have to make your own shit. Okay, I think that's been the pod. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye.